thank you to our sponsors before we start. First, we want to thank ElectroVoice. Based right here in Minnesota, ElectroVoice creates and manufactures live audio solutions, microphones, speakers, and other pro audio applications. They were kind enough to provide the microphones that we use for this podcast. They sent us a pair of ND76s, which are great handheld mics for on-stage performances and are excellent at a wide range of other applications. They also sent us a pair of RE320s, which is what we almost always use for the podcast. They excel at spoken word and dialogue, but are also useful for micing drums, live instruments, and vocals. For 91 years, ElectroVoice has been providing top-of-the-line sound solutions. Thanks, guys. And this week, we're very excited to talk about a brand new sponsor, Oleo. Oleo is a company that provides CBD in various powder blends and flavors such as coconut water and flavored teas. Oleo uses a patent-pending technology to extract CBD oil and make it water-soluble. The team over at Oleo were nice enough to send us some test packets, and I've been trying them for the past week. So basically, they come in single-serve packets, much like a crystal light, that you just add cold water to. They have a coconut water flavor, which is great for post-workout hydration or any time of the day that you're craving coconut water. And then they have various flavored tea blends. The tea blends have caffeinated and non-caffeinated options for whatever preference you choose. Each single-serving packet provides 25 milligrams of CBD oil, and they also sell bulk flavorless powder that you can mix in with a beverage of your choice. Now you can do a quick Google search of CBD oil benefits on your own time, but research is out there showing that CBD oil can help a variety of issues and ailments. Personally, it's helped the muscles in my upper back feel a lot more relaxed and loose since I've been taking it for the past couple weeks, but I'm looking forward to continuing to use it, and I'll obviously report back on how it's been going. To learn more about Oleo, head to their website, www.oleolife.com. That's O-L-E-O-L-I-F-E.com, where you can go purchase their products and learn more about the company. All right. All Good right. Morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, San Francisco. Yeah. I miss San Francisco. It's a good town. <laughs> it is a good town. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I look over at my James Brown and Amy Winehouse Saint Candles. Yeah. You know, R.I.P. R.I.P. We're thinking of y'all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, we're not in San Francisco. We're in Minneapolis, and it's fucking cold. What oh, is my it? God, it's like it 25 is. But you know degrees. what? Honestly, it's probably fucking cold in San Francisco. So. It's a balmy 60 degrees. A balmy almost. 65. <laughs> the temperature never changes. 65, year-round, everybody. Mm-hmm. San Francisco. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're listening to the Green Room Podcast. We have a really great episode this week for you guys. We have Aaron. You might know him as Flamingosis. Really stoked to have him here. Megan, you just opened up for Flamingosis and Big G, and I was there. I think I had a good time. (laughs) I think you did, too. Um, (laughs) That was wild. Um, Yeah, we got a table and stuff, and there ended up being, like, probably... 40 people that crammed into a table the size for like five to ten. Oh my god so that was wild um and i kind of got overwhelmed i mean yeah. like halfway through the show and couldn't stand in the sardine can anymore so right i don't know if i told you this story by okay the way. so later once big g started and people started cramming in to the table area mm-hmm. and at that point at, I, at that point i had abandoned my own table me too i had <laughs> abandoned the table too and like there was like 10 of us who threw down. Sorry, for the, Chrissy. I tried. <laughs> no, there was like 10 of us who threw down for the table. And at a certain point, I just had to leave because 
it was too yeah it was, it was too much people it was just chaos there was like 30 or 40 people in there at one point it was fun but it was chaos oh it was fun and anyway so i was hanging out with one of my friends that i ran into and she was like oh i want to go say hi to megan and so we tried to get up into the table and it was so crammed in there and i'm trying to get through and there was this dude who wouldn't budge he was on the outside in the aisle he wouldn't budge and i'm like excuse me he's like oh he's giving me some attitude he's like oh, what, you trying to get in here too? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, who the fuck are you? I'm like, this is my fucking table. Buzz off, <laughs> freak. And he wouldn't move, so I get in, and it was so crammed, and I didn't see you, and so I was in and out instantly. And then he, like, mean mugs me on the way out. He's like, how'd that work out for you? Oh, my God. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, I wonder who that was. Like, It was nobody we knew. It was exactly. just some dude. It's like, thanks for protecting my table, dude. It had been already no, he was, so over. He was probably pissed because he was down towards the front in the aisle where the entrance to the table was, and he was probably just so pissed that people kept cutting in and out. Yeah, well, you that's you don't you don't stand in an aisle, dude. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Like, he was, he had I, his I mean, arms we had other his... people there that got yelled at by people behind our table because we were standing in our table area. They're like, oh. excuse us, you're we standing. can't see. You're standing okay. at a show. And we're like, okay, oh, okay, we'll go buy a table then. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, what am I supposed to do? Am I they, supposed, all 40 of us supposed to sit on this couch? It's like turn around, look down in front of you, turn around, see how many people are standing. Yeah, or literally take up. two steps upward. Yeah. And go up there. Like, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Do you want you trying to sit during this show? Good fucking luck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, the show was super fun though. And um, yeah, I got to play a couple unreleased tracks. I played this new song that I've been working on with Flavors who we had on a previous episode of the podcast, so you can peep that if you're super bored today. But, um, yeah, we got a new song coming out on, on Westwood Recordings in the next couple of months here called Hypnosis, and I've been playing it out when I open for uh, Glitch Mob and Big Gigantic and Russ Liquid, actually, which I, yeah, I just got back from Austin as well and got to meet Russ for the first time. Did and, you play with him down there in yeah, Austin? Cool. Yeah, and Daily Bread, and they were both super fucking nice guys. Sweet. And they were fantastic to watch, too. It was awesome. a really funky live how's the, show. Uh, how's the Russ Liquid Test live show these days? Oh, my God. Still amazing. How many um, people are in that band now? Three. Three. Okay. But I feel like when I saw them at Infrasound, they had like seven people. Oh, wow. Does he I do don't that from time to time? remember. I, I He might. He had a live drummer and like a full horn section. Oh, okay. No, I don't think he tours with a horn section because he is the horn section. Okay. He okay. plays sax and the trumpet and everything right, right. and the keys. So he does all that shit. Does but, he still have a live drummer? Yes, and okay. he's and then I think he had a live bassist or guitarist with him. Okay, but um, the first time I saw him was at Winter Warmer, like three or four years ago. I don't know, um, yeah, something it was a while like that. Ago. Anyway, I had never seen him before. I had heard he was kind of funky. I knew he played horns, so that intrigued me. And we went to and I listened to some of his music online, and it was kind of like weird bass stuff, you know, like reminded me of. Stuff more in the vein of like Freddie Todd and like of the trees and and shit like that, um, which is like funky in its own weird like sound design way, you know. But anyway, I went and saw Russ Liquid Test and Test, and they were funky as fuck. I it was literally nothing like any of the originals that he had put out at that point. And now they're starting to release Russ Liquid Test tracks, mm-hmm. um, and they might have in the past. Like I could be completely ignorant right now. Don't trust what I'm saying this is just my knowledge of of his project but i also saw him play in costa rica at envision festival 
And I saw him play as Russ Liquid and as Russ Liquid Test. But his second set of the weekend was Russ Liquid. And he played like a weird bass set. Like I kind of was just saying that was more of his just like Russ Liquid OG stuff. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of his set, he kind of looked a little bit pissed off. And I didn't know him at the time to know if he was or not. This was just my read as like a total stranger. He was like, thanks, everybody. Uh... I got a band. It's called Russ Liquid Test. You should check us out. It's way tighter. And then literally left. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, did uh, anybody else hear that shit? And everybody else was just like too out of it to even yeah. care. Yeah. I don't think anyone even like heard him say like or realized he was being self-deprecating or I don't know. It was kind of just <laughs> like this funny moment where I felt like he didn't feel like the vibes he wanted to feel off the crowd maybe as much as he does when he plays with RLT. Right. I, I mean, He still was playing trumpet hey, and stuff, but I'm sure it's just way was, more fun to play with other people. There, if he was down there playing a set as Russ Liquid Test and then playing a set as Russ Liquid, you just got two sets in Costa Rica, dude. Come on. Oh, no. He wasn't, like, bitching at all. I'm just saying, like, I bet it's yeah. way more fun to, A, play with other people on stage. You, you yeah. and I know that's yeah. true. Yeah. And, well, have you ever played a solo set, Pat? Because it's not as fun. <laughs> not, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the day. But yeah, no, it's way more fun to be on stage with other people, first and foremost. And secondly, they get to do a lot more improv, I think, when they play as that group. And he gets to play more of the stuff that's like really his like wheelhouse. That's my personal take on why he said that. Mm-hmm. And I can yeah, feel that sure. too, for because sure. I've played festivals where we did a, you know, a Bermuda set and then I did a solo set. And right. I guess I love playing house and it's a blast, but having the camaraderie on stage with some other people is obviously always more fun. And especially if you fuck up. That's what I was just going to say. That's what the best part of it is for. Because at that moment, when you mess up, you can look at the other people on stage and you can like pretend the audience isn't there for a minute and you can like be like, whoops, you know, whoops. Yeah. Yeah, And get like some sense of validation. Like it's cool, dude. Like we all fuck up. Like that time um, when Jimmy got really drunk um, at the release show and he, he like tripped over his own pedal board and then like, but like when he did it, he gracefully fell with his back to this giant PA system that was next to him. And then he looked Pat straight in the eyes as he just slides his back down the PA onto his butt while he's still playing the bass like right. flawlessly. Right. And then he kind of like laughs at himself like, oh shit, did anybody see that? And I then like kind of yeah. got back up. No, I he, saw the whole exchange of this happening. People talk to me about that afterwards. They're like, <laughs> oh man, your bass player was so into it when he went down. And I was like, yeah, he was, yeah, he he was, was really into, into it. it. He was, <laughs> Into oh my some god! Tall but yeah, no, him just like being able to look at us and being like, "Oopsie," and us being like, "Whatever, dude, get it." <laughs> I mean, if you're still playing your instrument, I don't care what you do. You know, yep, it still sounds yep, good. Yep. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was super funny, and it was super cool to meet those guys. If you haven't checked out Rust Liquid Test yet? Go do that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Big Gigantic. Yeah, last week that was super fun. I got some other stuff coming up that we haven't really announced quite yet, but. I'm drawing right now in front of my face. I'm drawing a pizza, donut, taco, flower, ornate frame for my new ad mat for a show that we're going to announce here soon. So I'm stoked about that. Me too. I don't even know what this is for. Yeah, I haven't really talked to you about it, but mm-hmm. just drawing weird shit over here, you know? Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. They're doing a lot of bookings right now for festival season. Like everyone's yeah, pitching for festival season it's already. Crazy. So uh, that's kind of what. I've been up to 
lately in regards to that. It definitely slows down. It has slowed down a little bit for me right now, and it's kind of relaxing to get That's this nice. EP done and shit. So. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot going on. Like, the last thing you need sometimes is just having to deal with flight times, yeah. people picking you up, blah, 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 go playing shows. As fun as, as, fun as it is, it's, it's sometimes you know, hard to get it's stuff gonna done. It's going to get more fun because all these states keep legalizing marijuana. Yeah, that's And that true. I keep flying to all the that's time. That's true. So I just played in St. Louis. I just played in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Both are... Michigan just legalized recreationally. Recreationally yeah. legal. So did Missouri. Really? Yes. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, me either. And that makes me mad and more mad at Minnesota. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, and also, my home state of Wisconsin. So there's one... It's really weird. There's one county is it right Dade now. County? Dade County, yeah. which is... Madison? Uh, no, not not Dade. Dade County with Dane? a D is Miami. Oh, okay. And like Fort Lauderdale, oh. Florida. But Dane County with an N. Okay. Dane. That is Madison, and that is legal recreational. Or it's decriminalized, I believe it is. Yeah, I think it's decriminalized. It's not legal. But they are passing it, or they're, they're working on passing it through the house to recre- recreationally legalize there and Milwaukee, I, I saw. Yeah. It's not Milwaukee. done, but it's... it's yeah, Milwaukee en- en- just passed... Uh, so this past Tuesday, I hope you all were out there voting. This past Tuesday, the county of Milwaukee, whatever county that is, I can't the county remember. of Milwaukee. They called it Milwaukee County on the article I read, but I'm you not know, sure. No, I want right. to say it's like Oconomowoc or yeah, um, like Manitowoc. That. That's what it is. Manitowoc it's Manitowoc. County, yeah, and I only know that because of making a murderer. <laughs> a Manitowoc is a little bit north of Milwaukee, like an hour. But it, that's what the county is that the called county? because. Yeah. I forget what town this all, all that well, making murder yeah. shit happen in, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, they just they passed something. The voters spoke up with their pens, and now it's going to the state senate to maybe pass for recreational in that county. Yeah, and well, that would be in sweet. Dane county, so that's a it's step. Kind of right weird direction. though. That's a very strange, strange situation. Montana's kind of being whack about it too, and yeah. I'm shocked. In some regards, just because I feel like most of the populace is college towns now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we just broke one million people in full population really? in the state of you Montana. Really, a million. Yeah, I think last year, or the year before. Good job, um, the people. All growing out. up, we were around, sitting around eight hundred thousand when I lived there, and it was it's so strange because Montana is the fourth largest state. If you guys didn't know that, and. Um, yeah, for us to just crack a million people is is crazy, and obviously it's a red state. It's hard to like think back on my anecdotal opinion of Bozeman and of Montana because Bozeman was my last experience when I was there, and it's kind of like how I feel living in Minneapolis, where I yeah I'm on social media, yeah I try to keep up with stuff as much as possible, I'm on Reddit and this and that, but we live in such a progressive city that sometimes you completely mm-hmm. forget how totally bigoted and still completely right, right wing or you know whatever yeah um extremist the people in the more rural areas yeah. of the state can be yeah totally and it's like frustrating to me that i forget that no, but I we're just, so immersed in it that we are it, it's we're just like go gays and like do whatever you yeah. want like be your own person yeah and healthcare. like nobody nobody gives a yeah. shit uh I, I mean, Minnesota talking. did a good job, I and mean, we can pat ourselves on the yeah, back pat here. Pat yourself on the back, Minnesota. Yeah, congrats. You did well. Montana, you did not do well. Um, but, hey, Wisconsin ousted yeah, Scott Walker on his own bill. Yes. Yeah, they Dude. couldn't do a recount because of a bill he put into place. Yeah. And he lost because of good. it. Good, you fucking chode. But yeah, the irony is so I'm so happy for my. Seated. I'm so happy for my friends, and I'm so happy for 
Chippewa County because Chippewa County was one of the few rural counties. Uh, it includes Chippewa Falls and Eau Claire. One of, one of the few rural counties in kind of like the meat rural area of Wisconsin that voted blue. They were like an oasis. Nice. They're like it's the Austin. <laughs> they're like the Austin, Texas of Wisconsin. Oh my God, yeah. This this term, at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, funny. obviously you have like Milwaukee. The Missoula. The, the Milwaukee Missoula. area and the Madison area were like all blue. And then it's all red throughout Wisconsin, except when you get to northern Wisconsin, which is like all the old 70s hippies that like grow their own potatoes. It's and just stuff. so interesting. The, I don't know, the like caveats of the different states. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that we both have some background with some of the more conservative states. I mm-hmm. wish we had some perspective sometime from like the south states. But yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. We've had a couple people on here. We've talked to Maddie O'Neill and Matt Harris, bureaucratic. He's over in New York. He's in New York. That's pretty liberal always. New York. He doesn't talk like that, though. But you nah. can go listen to it, our podcast episode with him. Yeah, it's a good one. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, we got a Wax Future, too, Philadelphia. That's true. That's yeah, true. so we got a few East Coast guests that we've had on here to get a little and perspective. We have a lot of uh, Canadians. They're just always liberal. They really are. And uh, congrats to them as well. We already said this, but they legalize weed, too. Yeah, the whole entire country. Guys. So, I mean... It's not like uh, there were more dispensaries in Vancouver already than there were gas stations because Canada rules. Right. But I don't know. What was I going to say? That oh, Justin yeah. Trudeau's a figurehead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting back to politics real briefly here. Everyone's favorite thing. Yeah. No, real briefly, though. I was telling my roommate because he was saying, oh, Minnesota always goes liberal, blah, blah, blah. Didn't Hillary Clinton win by, like, a landslide? And I'm like, I don't think so. Because 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 we're in Minneapolis, which is a huge progressive city, uh, one of the most progressive cities probably in the country. Yeah. We are skewed with that. So we, like, this city, uh, St. Paul, Duluth, everything goes hardcore liberal. But we forget about the rural areas. And I looked it up in the 2016 presidential uh, results. Hillary Clinton beat... Donald Trump by one and a half percent in Minnesota in Minnesota so you forget about it's like three areas in the state yeah. Rochester which is a huge healthcare thing Minneapolis and Duluth that's the only blue and that's just barely enough people to like beat out more of the conservative areas hold on we're gonna take a break here for a little bit because we got crazy people shouting outside all right we're back that was we just witnessed kind of a mystery. Yeah, apparently well, I live in the freaking ghetto. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, so there was a commotion going on out back, and all of a sudden we hear a car going down the alleyway here. It sounds like it's dragging its entire, like, chassis on the yeah. ground. Yeah, so we quick go <laughs> check it out, and I thought it sounded like somebody was, like, dragging a trash can with a yeah, car. Yeah, but I watched the, the, I saw the window behind you, and they were moving way too quickly for a person to have being... Okay. Then pushing the trash can. I know. Were they dragging it? So we were wondering, and then we just both like ripped our headphones off and (laughs) ran over to the window, and some crazy fuck was in like a 2018 like brand new Mazda pushing a garbage can down (laughs) the middle of our alleyway. 
But like, how'd they get around it? Because now that garbage can is in the middle of the alleyway. I have no idea. This but is so confusing. There's no way in hell that their car is not frigged up right now. I know. A brand it new was a car. white car. Brand new car. And you're pushing a dirty ass yeah. trash can with that? Yeah. I don't live in one of the most fat, quickly gentrified areas of the Minneapolis metro area at all. It's fine. No, what? Dude, Northeast is... Uh, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's like a I mix of it's a mix of people who wish they had always lived here and then a mix of people who have always just lived have here. always lived here. Yeah. And so <laughs> they it really is a mixed bag yeah. in every single way. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, anyway, that was fucking weird. That was. Anyway. Um, maybe we'll we'll be able to sample some of those weird noises and you can hear Trash. The craziness that we like heard. Just dragging trash down. Yeah, the can street? you just put that little chunk? Yeah. In the, and then just turn it up, throw a limiter yeah. on it. Yeah. So what else would we want to talk about? Let's get away from politics. That's yeah. boring, man. Um, you know, I saw something super cool the other day on Reddit. Of course, here's your weekly Reddit fact from Megals. Otis Redding. Today I learned Otis yeah. Redding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I found out that he was 26 when he died, narrowly escaping the 27 Club, which he, I think, could have easily belonged in. And he wrote Sitting on the Dock of the Bay and recorded it three days prior to dying, which is obviously it's his most famous song of all time, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah. Yeah. And um, he passed away three days prior to recording, or he wrote it three days prior to dying, but he only got to record the first two verses. And that's why the last verse of the song is whistling. Is that him whistling? Obviously not. He was dead. But did he whistle it? Was it like a guide? I don't back? think so. I no, bet back he, then, I don't think they did that. Though. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he was like, let me just whistle instead of sing right here, and hopefully I don't die in a couple days. <laughs> How did he die? Was <laughs> it a was it an accident? Or something? Um, you know, I don't was it remember. An airplane crash, maybe. Do you want to look? Yeah, um, I can do that. But yeah, so that's why the song has whistling for the entire third verse, and weirdly enough, it's like strongly agreed that that's the best part of the song kind of anyway so So weird it's weird that yeah i mean i think it would have still been arguably just as famous but that whistling part definitely makes it memorable when i read that fact about it i it popped into my head immediately i didn't have to summon it at all so i think it's something everyone can sort of you know hear in their heads again there you go if you didn't remember (laughs) Huh. Okay. So yeah, he died in a plane crash heading from Cleveland to Madison, Wisconsin. So another short and unfortunate. Another uh, devastating plane crash in Wisconsin that killed somebody. What do you mean? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Really? Yeah, Alpine Valley. And I believe it was like the the quote, the day the music died. With Richie Valens, the Big Bopper, and Buddy Holly, and they all died together in a plane crash. Oh my gosh! I think it was also in Wisconsin. So Wisconsin's like the death Bermuda trap. mitten. Yeah, it's a death trap. Or wait, it's not a mitten. That's that's Michigan. Uh, yeah, it's a. It's sort of mitteny. It's mitteny. There's like a thumb. It looks like a. Yeah. It looks know. like a little kid making like a hand turkey. Okay. You know. So anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay. Didn't um like. Okay, I always fuck this up, but was it Leonard Skinner that, like, all died in a plane crash? Yep. Well, most of them. 
I think there's were they not, one or two. Were the ones that survived, were they, did they legit survive or were they not on the plane? I think there were some survivors on the plane. Really? But the lead singer, he died. And it's so funny, Leonard Skinner, everybody thinks they're a bunch of rednecks and hicks. They are Southern guys and they did fly the Confederate flag. You got to understand, I think this was before. It the, was before so, the like, current climate. The yeah. current climate, right. But it was just more of like a Southern pride type of a thing. Yeah. And everybody who knew them said they were like the coolest dudes ever. And they wrote some good songs. They wrote some cheesy songs, but well, over time. Well, they kind of had to. Sort of like, um, uh, is it Cherry Pie? Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what band is that? Uh, it's a band, 80s metal band, hair metal band called Warrant. Yes, dude. And didn't Warrant say that like the lead that's singer, their most hated song of all time? The lead singer hates it. He hates that song. <laughs> he, he's like, I'm the fucking Cherry Pie guy. Yeah. And, <laughs> He didn't even want to write that. He didn't even want to write that song. They had the album done and they were ready to release it. And their record label was like, you got to write a something song, poppy like something and catchy poppy yeah, for and the catchy. radio. And so they went and wrote Cherry Pie and they're like, this sucks, but let's just give it to them. So they're happy so we can put the rest of the album out. It became their f- most famous song. Yeah. And now they have to play it at every show and he fucking hates it. Yeah. And contrastingly, I think I've talked about this before recently, um, it reminds me of some another time the label did something reversely stupid where um the eagles with hotel california they right, were going right, to be right. the first yeah, track about, ever i think yeah. we talked about this recently too yeah yeah first uh track over 7 minutes that was on the billboard top 100 or whatever and yeah. they wanted to keep that dueling guitar solo that was lasted like 2 minutes at the end of it in there and the label was like no radio right. edit radio edit radio edit and they were like go right. fuck yourselves I mean, put it out was fantastic but yeah, labels are just, man, right. labels are mind-blowing. And it's like a Stairway to Heaven. Everybody knows that song. It was never released as a single. It was just a B-side to a single because it wasn't, like, they didn't want to release it because it was so long. It's not like the lead single. It was just B-side. And then some, like, AM radio DJ played it. And everybody heard it. And they're like, oh, shit. I love that song. Yeah. And then it became. And again, contrastingly, yeah. um, I was just reading in The Power of Habit about Correct me if I talked about this already, but Outcast, and when they put out Hey Ya, oh yeah, they at that time the not the record industry necessarily, but whatever somebody, some label or somebody in the like music industry research area department, <laughs> yeah, they sort of developed this thing that they called the Hit Machine, and they would be able to just run tracks through through this algorithm essentially that would tell them whether or not a song was going to become a hit song. They were able to do that by, like, the early 2000s. The hit machine had already been a thing at that point for a very long time. And so when Hey Ya came out by Outkast, Hey Ya actually rated the highest of all time, like a 98% on the hit machine. No song ever in history that also were predicted hits ever even got close to that ratio that Hey Ya hit. That's crazy. The first time they put it on the radio, everyone hated it. Really? Yes. They even called in to say, fuck this. This is, it was too much, too quick. It moved, it was too future, it was too forward. People were not ready for it. Right. And so what the record or the radio industry started to do with it, probably courtesy of direction of the label industry, was to start to do this sort of hit sandwiching thing where they would play, you know, the number one song, Maroon 5 at the time, I think Mm -hmm. it was. And then they would play Hey Ya. And then they would play another hit song that was like number three, like Sweet Escape, Gwen Stefani. And they would cycle that all day. And they would sandwich this song into songs people already loved and they knew people already loved until people loved it. 
And that's yeah. the story of how Hey Ya ever got popular in its It's first a good place. strategy. It's a good strategy. Yeah. It's mind-blowing to think now it's, you know, 20 years. It's been 20 years since what I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. How evolved that algorithm for the hit machine must yeah, be at this point. That album you can came literally out. put a song into it and it will tell you if people will love it or not. Yeah, I remember that album came out in 2004, the speaker box, Love Below. And I'll, I'll always remember it because I borrowed one of the discs. I think it was the Andre 3000, the Love Below mm. disc to my friend's dad after basketball practice. He gave me a ride, and he liked it. He liked that song. That's hilarious. So I borrowed it to him, and I never got it back. Oh, man. Well, good for him, <laughs> hey, I guess. Hey, Jim Misfeld, if yeah. you're out there. <laughs> Fuck you. No, just kidding. Enjoy. <laughs> Dude, that just reminded me of just, like, same era. I would say a couple years prior, Britney Spears had just put out Hit Me Baby One More Time, the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe not a couple years, maybe that like four a, or no, five years like prior. F- well, yeah, I was like in like five or six years prior to that. Well, I was in like the sixth grade. Yeah. Anyway, it was like Likewise. it was in the same sort of yeah, in that era in my youth in that era. Yeah, yeah and I remember sure. my mom bought me "Hit Me Baby One More Time" from Target, mm-hmm. and we were going up to Showdown Ski Area with my uncle Bob to go hit the slopes, bruh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Can we put in my new CD? You know, whatever." And we put it in. And my uncle just freaked out. He was like, hit me, baby, one more time. What does that even mean? With drugs? This is ridiculous. That Britney Spears, she's a sex pot. And I'll never forget <laughs> sex that. Sex pot. I know. I'll never forget that phrase in my life. Sex pot. I like it. I know. You know? <laughs> I like it. Sex pot. Bring it back. Love it. It's my new DJ it name. Sex pot. I'm sure Uncle Bob will love that. <laughs> but yeah, um, anyway. When you were talking about uh, the hit machine... And the song Hey Ya, mm-hmm. registering so high. It's funny because it ended up becoming a huge hit. Probably like their biggest song. Oh, right? definitely. On the radio. I can't really but, think of a bigger hit than that besides maybe Roses, which I think Hey Ya outdoes Hey Ya, that. no, outdoes it, I think for sure. But it, you heard that song for a long time. I don't hear it so much anymore. Once in a while I'll hear it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what song from that same era will not leave people? I just realized this the other day. I hear it on commercials all the time. It's the Usher Lil John song. From the window to the wall, the sweat drops down my ball. Uh, what, what is it called? Get Low. Get Low. Yeah. Dude, we just made one up like that for um, wrap the windows from the wall to the walls <laughs> oh, so the rap- heat don't leak your walls. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so good. Dude, I hear No. Damn, uh, I'm freezing balls. <laughs> no, it's not that song. It's, uh, no, the song is, uh, yeah. Oh, it's by just, Usher? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What? That's not it. No, that's it. No, it's no, a, it maybe, isn't. That's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe I by said, Usher? Yeah. The Window to the Walls is not Usher. Okay, then I said it wrong. Okay. I get all the my Lil John okay. songs mixed up, sorry. Ah, burr, burr, motherfucker. <laughs> but I hear that on commercials all the time. People still play that. He must be making hella royalties off sync. That song has got to be like douchebag anthem. It is. I think that, and you know, if LMFAO had lasted a little longer and became as iconic as Lil Jon, maybe that kind of shit could still be as popular. Same with BEP. Mm-hmm. But Lil Jon is Lil Jon, and that song just lives in infamy. Yeah. And the biggest thing, one of the biggest things for Lil Jon's career was Dave Chappelle doing his Lil Jon impersonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Come on. Well, I remember bumping and grinding in the ninth grade to Lil John. I went to this. In uh, our school gymnasium. I went to this under 21 dance club in Eau Claire. I think I was like 18 or 19. And I remember that song playing. It was called like Night Storm. It was the stupidest thing ever. 
The song was called Nightstorm? No, 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 the club. It, oh. Like, they turned a, like, abandoned, like, warehouse, like, once a month into this thing. Mm. I didn't ever have anything like that in Montana. Kind of blew just, my mind when I came out here and they had, like, 18-plus events, honestly. I just remember we would, like, spend all day trying to find booze, like, trying to find Fleischmann's vodka or Phillips vodka. And then we just sit out in the parking lot and chug vodka. Oh my god! I think I was um, still a Boone's Farm person at that point. Yeah, we we would get some Boone's Farm, dude. I drank stuff. What what was the blue the blue? It was called like blue Blue Hawaiian. It was called like blue Hawaiian. Hawaiian? And it wasn't it wasn't raspberry flavored. It was like mango pineapple weirdness, and it was like bright blue. Probably like an orange flavored. It wasn't orange flavored. No, no, it was tropical AF. Yeah. But I would just chug like two bottles of the, of the Boone's, Boone's Farm and be like, I'm wasted. Mm-hmm. Now I'd be like, I have a headache. <laughs> I feel like, like I shit. I'm rot. not drunk. I got gut rot. I need a Zantac and a nap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was like the first time I drank Smirnoff ice. I was like 18. Dude, people were getting hella ice at this party that I was just at like two really? weekends ago. Is that and a I was thing like, still? I never played that, that game. That was the I first thought in my mind. Holy I shit, this is shit. still a thing. But yeah, I literally like walk into this party and there's like hella people there. I go up to the host to say hi and say thanks for having us and shit. She, I literally tap her shoulder. She turns around, looks at me, puts up one finger in my face as in just a second, drops to one knee and chugs a Smirnoff ice out of nowhere. And I was like, Ew. what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> No, I don't That's play still that. a thing. I don't play that game, man. People try to ice me. No, Sorry. I'm going to put it in your burrito sometime when yeah, we're at Poncho. Yeah, I don't care. You're well, then you can saw drink it. it open, and then it's going to be You can the, drink it it's then. It's going to be legendary. I don't, I don't play that game, man. I don't drink those. I don't play that game, man. I only drink, uh, what's that shit? That Zima. Weird? Zima. <laughs> Pat only drinks Zima, so sponsor us. Boone's Farm, Zima, hit us up. Yep. We'd love to drink you in excess. <laughs> Anyway, hey, you know, anyway. it's time. Uh, actually, Joel just walked in, so let's oh, have yeah. him sing waiting. his song. Go for it. Album of the week. See you, Joel. <laughs> have a good day at work. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Oh, man. All right. Oh, so, Megan, what do you got? What's your okay. album of the week? Um, so last night, Gorgon City played at First Avenue, and I feel yeah. like, you know, no other time more appropriate since we already had Disclosure Settle as one of my album of the week mm-hmm. to have Sirens be my album of the week from Gorgon City. It's a good one. I might have done it before. I I don't, I don't think I so. I hope not. I don't think we did. But you know what? Even if I did, it's that worth, good. It's Go it. listen to yeah. it again. I think it's their strongest album that I've ever heard. Um, it was what I decided to start listening to when I got sick of Settle. And right. if you and like it was that. Similar. It's similar. Yeah. It's really similar. Mm-hmm. And it's done really well. Yeah. I don't even know what. There's so many genres of house. And I feel like they lie like, almost like in this garage-y. weirdness of like deep garage kind of shit but anyway fantastic if you like disclosure go listen to sirens it was like my it was like settle 2.0 for me i literally got sick of settle finally i don't think i could ever get sick of it but i just had it like in my car on repeat for months Mm -hmm. and then i found sirens and was like oh my gosh thank god like that moment when you find like a group you really really like and you just wish you could find another group that sounds like them so you can keep listening to the same shit but but that doesn't exist and you're like what the fuck that's yeah. how I felt about Phoenix forever. And mm-hmm. there's never going to be another Phoenix, I've, re- I've realized. Right. Um, but there is another disclosure. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> I no. feel bad saying that, you know, but um, they are just very in the same vein. They play hella live, like live synths, MCs, everything. It's not just a DJ mm-hmm. set. 
most of the time and they're really talented so you yeah, should keep that out i was i had a little fomo i was thinking about going to the show cuz i'm a fan last yeah. night but you know what i've i'm too partied out yeah, from I this hear big that. g I was that sad. big g flamingosis show I put myself on the guest list and then I didn't go and I feel bad. <laughs> Way to go. I was to go exhausted and, and, you know, I feel actually bad if it was a sold out show. I wouldn't do that. It wasn't sold out? No. It's a Wednesday. It was a weird yeah. one. Yeah. And they went on stage apparently by 10 o'clock. So I'm kind of pissed off at myself now that I didn't go because the whole show was done at 11. Really? Yeah. And I didn't go just because I didn't want to be out super late. But I, I just you know, know myself. If I get out there on a Wednesday, I'll be drinking and I'll be, Yeah. No. you know. And you know. middle of the week is so tough for it me. Sometimes it makes me too. lose like all my sense of time and like yeah. at being yeah. self-employed, I like completely lose my work ethic yep. for like a whole day following. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, seriously. I was bummed, but I'll see him another time, I'm sure. Yeah. Do, hey, do you remember when we went to go see Disclosure like three or four years ago? Yes. In and St. Paul at Roy St. Wilkins. Paul, Roy Wilkins. And I honestly thought... I was a little underwhelmed at that show. I like their music a lot. We like, both were pissed. Yeah. Um, but we were pissed for unfair reasons. Why? I feel like. Because they had just put out their new. The second um, album. Was, was it called? Caracol or Caracol. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. It was really underwhelming for me in terms of being juxtaposed to Settle. I just was really yeah. Settle was just such a classic. It. I know. And it just felt like every single song on Settle was Fuego. It was just one after another after another. And I didn't feel like Caracol was like that at all. No, and like then this maybe. was when we did, when we went to go see them, they were touring Caracol. Yeah. And so we went to the show and basically just watched them play their new album front to back. And then they played like when a fire starts to burn, yeah. right? And uh -huh. like um they played, they played like you know four or five. They played like their big ones. Yeah white noise you know but we were just pumped because I, I like like all 16 of the tracks on subtle mm -hmm. and they played like two yeah and it was also a weird setup they had this weird stage setup and so it was just the two brothers but they were implementing live things at the time which was like it was kind of a new thing yeah, at the that time was like more four, new at the time yeah for sure four years ago mm -hmm. but they, they had, both had drum pads and everything you know yeah and then they were out but they were out on this weird ledge remember that like the stage, how it was set up, like it went over the crowd a little bit. I don't recall front. that because I remember they had the lioness do their song with them because I think she's from Minneapolis and she yeah. was walking in front of them back and forth the whole time she was singing. Oh, weird. Maybe I just have but, a different um, memory. Of it. Yeah, I don't know. That was a while ago, but it was um, worth it. It to was go really for, cool because uh, Claude Von Stroke yeah, opened exactly. for them. So I don't know if it was a Barclay Crenshaw set or if it was no, it was Claude Von Stroke. CVS, but yeah, yeah, that was probably that the was, best part of the whole yeah, thing. I've never seen him. I didn't like have any desire to go see him at the time. Not that I wouldn't. Yeah. That I didn't like his music, but it wasn't like a driving. Yeah, but point. also Dirty Bird wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah. I don't think they were doing camp out quite yet. Oh, okay. Um they I mean, Dirty Bird has has been a BFD in house for a, a while now. But right. I just mean right, I right. feel like in the past few years they've really ran with it doing all the barbecues and um right. we went we went to one, didn't we? Uh we mm -mm. Oh wait. Uh yeah, it it was right. When I went and played in Chicago recently for the Gravitas Recording Showcase with oh, Symbionic, okay. Okay. the venue we played at, the Chop Shop, or no, it wasn't the Chop Shop, excuse me. Shout out Chop Shop, though, you're cool. The mm -hmm. venue we played at was literally right behind the entire Dirty Bird Barbecue for Chicago. And I had just really? played in Grand Rapids the previous night, so a lot of my homies actually drove from Grand Rapids 
to Chicago to go to Dirty Bird Barbecue the next day. So I got to see some of them and they got to come to our show too because they were perfectly scheduled. The, the Dirty Bird Barbecue ended at like 10 o'clock. Nice. And then people could just like walk a half a block and come right into our show. Perfect. So it was perfect and Great. got to pop through there for just a second and that was tight. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they're just blowing up a lot more lately. Obviously, I think everybody and their mom knows who CVS is now. Right. Um, we have so many friends that are just obsessed with Dirty Bird. They just got yeah. their new hoodie. But yeah. Any her. Any her. My album um, of the we got week. To see- album of the week, Gorgon, C- Gorgon City. What was it called? Yeah, Gorgon City Sirens. Sirens. All right. Mine, I'm, I've been watching the Hip Hop Evolution season two. Okay. Okay. So This is exciting. Yeah. I really dig in it quite a bit. So I'm just going to go back to an old favorite that I had when I was growing up. And I just recently started listening to it again and listening to these guys again. We've all gone through our Tribe Call Quest phases. I'm back on it. Oh, my God. No yeah. way. You're going to fucking do oh, ATCQ from Pat. Yeah. I'm going to do the Low End Theory, their second album. It's nice. Good. Yeah. It's it's just really good. It, it has some hits. It has Bugging Out, Verses from the Abstract, Jazz, We've Got It. We Got the Jazz. We Check Got the, the Rhyme. Jazz. Check but the Rhyme, then there's y'all. Like, what is there? There's 13 tracks on this album. There's That's just a lot a of really one. cool deep tracks on there. And there's even like history in them, like on Check the Rhyme, where they say, Back in the day on the boulevard of Linden, we used to kick routines and the presence was fit and it was I, the FIFA, and me, the abstract. The mm-hmm. rhymes are so rumpin' that the brothers rolled a zag. And it just reminds me, reminds me of that um, Netflix series they, series they put out where they tried to like sort of recreate that with uh, Jaden Smith, I think. I didn't um, see that at all. Get Down. The Get Down. Oh, yeah. No, I heard that show was good. Yeah, it, it is good. You should peep it if you haven't seen it yeah. yet. But I think it this one of the stars of it is Jaden Smith. Really? That yeah, makes me and it's all about... It, actually. Yeah, it's all about hip-hop evolution in New York in, New York. in yeah. the late 80s and... Or not late 80s, I think early 80s. And all, like, the teams and stuff that would wear, like, the track suits and they would do the routines. Mm-hmm. They're, like, yep. like, rap routines, like... A, yeah, if yeah. you haven't looked into that stuff or seen any of that stuff before, you should go. Yeah, they talk that about that. Because hip hop used to be so different. In the hip hop evolution uh, season two. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't watched season one, go check it out. Season two I is think cool. They too. talk about it in season one, too. Do they? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I'll keep it short. That's mine. Low End Theory by A Tribe Called Quest. Yes, yeah. Cool. So that's album of the week. Uh, and without further ado, we'll jump right into our guest. We have Aaron Flamingosis. Our first guest tonight is... Introducing special guest. Let's do this. You're listening to Green Room Podcast. Hey, how's it going? This is Fleming Gosis, and you are listening to Green Room Podcast. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. 
Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and make time for this interview. I We were just talking before this about how busy and fast-paced of a tour you're in right now. Yeah, it is, but, I mean, the the big G crew, they got more work than me. kind of just show up <laughs> yeah. and sound check for 15 minutes. That's so minutes. true. I feel like that when I'm direct always or whatever. I feel like that's how USB DJs are, though, all the time, too, like just in general. To show up. Yeah, they're like, I got my USB, let's go. Oh, so, well, yeah. all you got to do is remember your USB <laughs> drive, right, Megan? <laughs> that's very funny, Pat. Yeah, this sounds like somebody forgot it once. <laughs> okay, this is one time there was a, oh my God, probably the worst time of my life that I could have possibly forgotten to bring my flash drive. I was I was DJing a house set, just like a random, like not my normal stuff. And so when I do that, I usually play on CDJs because it's so easy to mix house on CDJs. Yeah. So um, I got booked for this boat party and it was like this yacht that was just going to go down the Mississippi River. And I remember asking when I got there, I'm like, hey, do I need my ID for any reason for this? And they're like, no. And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm not going to bring my wallet then because that's just like one more thing for me to lose. Where was my USB? In my wallet. So I put my wallet in the car. We get on the boat. We go an hour down the fucking river and I get like up to play my set and realize that I have no flash drive and I'm on a boat an hour away from wherever the hell we parked. And I couldn't play my set at all. And I couldn't jump off the boat and swim to the car either. So (laughs) it was just really bad and really embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're on a boat. Do you just just party, Um, I guess? Oh, what was the worst part about that is that all I did want to do was just get wasted after that point. But I had to be out of our lease ended that the next morning. By at noon of the house I was living in at the time. So I had to go directly home from the boat party, which I had left packing and moving and stuff to go do and then not be able to play and then come so back then and pack all night and I had yeah, to like uh, get out of the house. Oh, yeah, bummer. so I couldn't even like party my sorrows away. <laughs> okay, sorry for bringing up a sore subject. Yeah, you're dead to me, Pat. <laughs> yep. Oh my uh, God, made me think of that. Let's you know, switch it back over to Aaron here, man. I'm I've been a huge fan, so this is, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't know if starstruck is the word. Oh, but my God. I've been a it's huge called fan. fanboying. I'm fanboying, yeah. I've been a <laughs> he huge does. fan. He loves you so much. It's I do. hilarious. It's, <laughs> since uh, Megan first showed me, when we first started playing music together, Megan and I, like three or four years ago. I showed him great hair, I great, think. Yeah, great hair. And he became just oh, nice. obsessed. I was like a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. We listened, we listened to, to Riding so the sweet. L like 7,000 times on this car ride to like when Albuquerque. We did our, yeah, when we did our like West Coast tour. <laughs> yeah, we're like, great hair all day, every yeah. day. <laughs> Dude, it's so cool. It's so cool. Cool. So I have to ask you because, like, some He's of these like samples. He's like burning and pining to ask you like seventeen thousand questions oh, right now. Seriously, <laughs> I guess the question that I want to ask you is like, how do you, how do you come about your samples? How do you find your samples? And I, like, cause we talked to your friend Brandon, bureaucratic, mm-hmm. just a few <laughs> weeks ago, and his method is just like listening to records. He'll just put on a vinyl and listen through it, and if he catches a moment, he'll stop everything and then quick record it into his computer like but is is your method similar or how do you go about it it's it's similar to that i kind of just do more youtube digging Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice no i guess with the i mean yeah i mean with like even though youtube quality is meh like you're already using samples that are like aged you know so Mm -hmm. it probably adds to the like authenticity of the old school right sample by the fact that the quality is kind of meh you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's of the, that. Of, like ripping it off well, YouTube. Well, at I least mean. it's not SoundCloud, oh, which God. we talked about. 
Did you hear about this? So SoundCloud yeah. is partnering with Native, Native Instruments, Instruments and Serato. Serato, Virtual DJ, Dex3, Mix Vibes, and Hercules. Like the guitar stand company. So they're going to have a, a hardware DJ like controller, I guess, of some some variety that's going to allow you to live stream SoundCloud songs. So you can DJ, you DJ. just SoundCloud. Yeah, and also songs. the thing is that so, really? okay, so listening yeah, bit that, rate right now is you know one twenty eight <clears> or like it's like sixty four, but uh, but some weird codec that makes it equal to one twenty eight mm-hmm. on SoundCloud right now. Mm-hmm. But when this streaming service is released, it will stream at two fifty six, which is still shitty, but better. Hey, it's better than. Oh yeah, I remember SoundCloud. They kind of made the the audio quality less. Yeah, I think yeah. Spotify's is even worse though. Actually, no, really? Spotify. I pay for Spotify Premium, and you have HQ high quality version, and that's three twenty. Really? Yeah, it's it sounds great. That's strange. I rip everything like... that I try to fuck with through Audio Hijack off Spotify. Oh, really? It's three twenty. Yeah. Okay. Spotify is compressed audio down to a bitrate of 160 kbps on a desktop or 96 on mobile. Ish. So you can, yeah, but you can get the high quality option and pay for, for lossless. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but it's still garbage. Right on. Whatever. That's so crazy. But that's just like, I feel like the future of, that's like one of Man. the facets of the future of, of like how this shit could go. Everything's so it's weird so right weird. now, like how things are progressing. I have no fucking clue how anything's going to like pan out. You know what I mean? Like with streaming services and like all the platforms and the distribution, like that, all the shit Spotify is doing right now, like mm-hmm. the power moves they're taking to make it so you don't have to use distribution services anymore. And like, right, right. It's yeah. exhausting to actually keep up with. Uh, just different different channels to use, I guess. So, in your home studio, when you get after you get these samples off YouTube or wherever you get them, do you use are you using Ableton or what are you using? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have I don't have a studio at all. Just a bedroom. Yeah, or or I still live with my bus. parents, yeah. so I'll just I'll just make it off a laptop and my dad's desktop speakers right on man (laughs) right on dude that's awesome that's so cool and then it sounds fucking fantastic i gotta say i love it it sounds flight fantastic (laughs) jd's laughing over here (laughs) no but it sounds great man uh so you use an ableton do you have any like hardware controllers that you use because to me like when i listen to your music and it's very i think it's safe to say it's very sample based music and to me, I when I picture somebody playing this live or recording it at home, they're using like a, a 16 pad, like a four by four, almost like MPC type pad. Is that how you do it, or do you? No, I, I just do everything on the laptop. Really, just kind of drag and drop and chop it that way. Mm-hmm. Right on. It sounds awesome. That's Thanks. cool. I, I'm always curious to see like how some people operate and how they like to record some people want like an actual physical instrument like that and some people do a little bit better i think obviously you can fine tune it when you're right in the laptop and right in the software and zooming in and dragging your samples do you you produce on the plane ever yeah find that you do that quite if it's a long if it's a long plane ride i like have realized recently when i've been doing that that i can't really hear like any of the low frequencies that well because of the headphones that I'm, I'm just wearing my like DJ headphones. They're not noise canceling yeah. or anything. Yeah. And the big like hum of the plane yeah. completely masks like everything that's like sans 800 
I feel like. Mm -hmm. And so I can't hear the key of any of the sub bass I put in. So I'll Mm -hmm. listen to the song after I'm off the plane and everything's in like the wrong key. All all Mm -hmm. my sub bass is in the wrong key. And I'm like, Jesus. And then I change it and I'm like, thank God, I'm not an idiot. But that was close. Dude, that the last was hap- few things I made have just sounded like trash hole as soon as I got off the plane. That happened to me last night. I was trying to write a bass line over this Tribe Called Quest track that I ripped and like was like had put on a grid and was like mark you know putting the mark points as like here's you know a break and here's this and that. And I was trying to like write a similar bass line, but it's they're running all their stuff through this old like SP twelve hundred that even SP twelve hundred. So it's all like distorted and in the background and I was playing along to it and then I would meet the track and listen to mine. I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like shit. It's like way out of key because I can't hear like how low the bass is that they're doing. Then they're using like an upright, like acoustic bass. Oh man. Yeah. 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 I feel like you're going to, you're going to feel like that for the rest of your life though. Like no matter how oh, I've you always get felt like that at, mm-hmm. at any DAW, you're going to feel like a dumbass like There's, yeah, forever. It's, humbling. <laughs> it's a humbling experience. Or look back at the things you made and be like, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a good thing. It means we're getting better, hopefully. Well, we're our own worst critics. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah, that's shit how it just goes. sucks. Just how it goes, <laughs> man. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit about your new P, your new album here. It just came out yeah, about you just a saw, month and the and single a, was with Byrocratic, uh, yeah. who we just had in last week. Yeah, we just had him like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two or three weeks cool, ago, yeah. Yeah, Fly Fantastic made that in the span of maybe like six to eight months mm-hmm. it all kind of just came to <laughs> together organically like that mm-hmm. and yeah i mean the the single track i think brandon he sent me like stems on something that he was working on and then i just took the drums mm-hmm. and i paired it with like a different sample over it and it just felt fit together perfectly you know like a puzzle like mm-hmm. that's always yeah. nice when that just happens <clears throat> dude, i feel like that's yeah. the best that's those are the hottest tracks are they the ones are that when people dude. you hear the backstory of it and it's just like this just fit together like a glove you yeah a hundred percent yeah and i think i was just watching a documentary about like cream or something like that but they yeah. were talking about how all of their best songs they wrote in like four hours and yeah. like i feel so similarly like the ones i always spend the most time on aren't the ones that anyone ends up really liking that much anyway. It's the ones that just click. And I think, yeah, just like if you're in the zone, you got the flow and stuff. Yeah. I guess one of my most popular tracks, like the finesse beat, Mm -hmm. I made that in like 30 minutes. Really? And I was... Dude, I think there's got to be something to that. Like when the inspiration hits just and it clicks just like that, there's just that pure, it's pure inspiration and pure expression. It's bittersweet for my ego though. Yeah, I'm like half of me is like <clears throat> tight. I just whip that out in 30 minutes, and the other half of me is like, why the fuck didn't someone care about the song that I spent 30 months on? Okay, so okay, <laughs> that brings up an interesting point. Like you're talking about it from like a producer's perspective. You guys are talking about it from producer's perspective, but coming at it from like an instrumentalist, it. I used to think when I was first starting off playing guitar that. I had to sit down and write like a masterpiece, like guitar solo or guitar lead or riff or whatever. But I've often found playing in various bands over the years that the best things are the ones that just kind of come out organically and mm-hmm. just like within minutes. And I used to play in this rock band and all the best songs that we wrote, we wrote in like 
an hour. We'd write like two songs an hour and be like, well, that's, you know, the nuts and bolts of it. We'll add like the little details here and there, but like the main groove and all that stuff was written so quickly. And it was, those are always the best, yeah. always the best tracks. Um, J- JP, the owner of Slam Academy, which mm-hmm. is like this electronic music production school here in the Twin Cities, he's like a huge proprietor of like workflow and like mm-hmm. not fucking with it at all. Like yeah. not mixing while you're producing. He just like wants you to just write, 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 write until you have it like pretty much bare bones done and then go mm-hmm. back and mix. Yeah. I can't do that though. Do you mix as you go as well? I kind of just slap a few preset mixes on it mm-hmm. and just so then, then, tolerate I, it. then I just go, <laughs> then I just go from there mm-hmm. before I even make anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do I you find... play any instruments? Did we ask that already? No, not yet. Uh, I played saxophone oh, really? for a while nice. up until high school. Cool. But then I stopped. Yeah. I haven't picked it up in a while. Yeah. And Were you co- alto or tenor? Alto. Nice. And Me too. then college. Yeah, I all was... three of y'all play the sax. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, nice. <laughs> and in college, I was in an acapella group. Cool. Oh, nice. So you I... can sing. Are you going to sing on any tracks, <laughs> yeah. bro? Huh? Oh, I shit. Could probably, I could probably sing. Oh, my Multiple, God. Like, we should make harmonies. a song and you have to sing on it. <laughs> oh, my God. This is amazing. It's happening. This is so it's exciting. But I mostly did like background beatbox okay. in, in, the, in the group. Okay, so you're gonna beatbox on our song too. (laughs) (laughs) So how, like, how did you get started with music? Obviously, you played saxophone, like you said, growing up. Did you start when I started? It was like our grade school program started in fifth grade. Was that around like the same time? Is that kind of what got you into music, or were you interested in music before that? I wasn't interested in music. I wasn't super big on it. I mean, I liked listening to music. What kind of stuff did you listen to like in like middle school? Oh, yeah, in middle school, that's when I started <coughs> listening to like music that I guess most kids that age don't really listen to, maybe. Oh, like you I was knew listening. You were weird. Me too. Like what? I was <laughs> listening to like Chemical Brothers mm. and. Daft Punk. Well, I mean, everyone, I feel like, likes Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah everybody uh, kind of came around to it, but for, like, yeah. the first few I don't albums, know, middle school, that's pretty like, soon, soon for... Yeah. I didn't discover it, I think, until end of high school, so I, would, yeah. I was yeah. late on the Actually, bus. I think I, I listened to, like, the Discovery album when I was in, like, fifth grade or something. Holy Whoa. shit. It was, like... I was I still... I my listen, mom was still wiping my butt then. I was in then. college. <laughs> I was out of the loop. <laughs> I mean, in, when I was in middle school, though, like everybody was all about Tupac and Biggie. I'm old. Oh, really? Everyone's still everybody's still in, about it. it. But I like was that in was Christian what it was. School, that's when so it was I coming out. No that's one was when talking about Life that. After Death came out and was. New. Oh yeah, but you're old. I'm old. That's why I said I'm old. Yeah, I, I was in middle that. school in like 1990. Middle school, I was on a hardcore Good Charlotte kick. Ish. I really liked Avril Lavigne. I wanted to be her, and I wanted to be in her. I just didn't know it yet. <laughs> gross. But um, gross? Really, yeah. Pat? I didn't know you were gay. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. And then that transferred into me liking more hardcore music like Senses Fail, bro. <laughs> like fake screamo. And then, um, and then I got on the indie bus. I used to download the Blalock's playlist and check out Pitchfork like every motherfucking day and mm-hmm. listen to like Yay Sayer and shit. <laughs> 
Man, oh so but, like, how'd you get into? So you said you started listening to like Daft Punk fifth, sixth grade, and how'd you start getting into more jazzy, uh, a jazzy background? Because a lot of your music or like seventies, eighties funk type stuff like stems from this R and B. I hear a lot of jazz influences. Was your did you grow up in an environment with your parents that had like a big record collection or they were into music or did you just kind of find that on your own? I mean, my parents were playing stuff like Earth, Wind and Fire mm-hmm. and Sugar Hill Gang and, you know, mm-hmm. all the all the rap and funk classics. People Man, like... You got po- cool parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe in middle school, that's when I started... I don't even know how, maybe... I mean, also through my other friends, they're like, oh, you know, these people, yeah. like that, that, that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes my friends put me on to it. And then, I don't know, I think maybe like late middle school and high school, I stumbled on people like the Avalanches and oh, Mad Lib. Yeah. Dude, I heard Jay they Dilla have an album that's been just like sitting for like yeah. 10 years I've heard because about this they're too. still waiting for so many sample clearances. But they've yeah. had an album like ready to go for like ever apparently. Like even after the new one that they just put out like the Wildflower one. Oh my God, maybe, maybe I totally that's it. missed it and that yeah. was it. But yeah, I, I, I yeah really they just put out an album, Wildflower, oh, wow. oh, shit. not that long ago. Yeah, because okay. their first and only album well, yeah, besides since, this one was like I 2000. You. Yeah. Yeah, that probably, I I can understand that probably took them a while. I mean, they haven't released before Wildflower. They didn't release anything for like fifteen years. All I so that probably to for has fifteen to do, years was that boy needs therapy. <laughs> that's a good one. You're not. You're crazy in the coconut. <laughs> yeah, the the new the new album's very good. I is it? I nice. Suggest. I'll have to check it out. That should be our album of the week. Ooh, yeah. Um, dude, I'm so out of the loop on new music. I was yeah. just realizing y'all sleeping. I know. I said totally. Sleeping. <laughs> we yeah. are. When did you start producing tracks? Were you in high school, or did you kind of get into college and find out about it then, or like dive into it then? I took a music music technology course sophomore year in high school. Okay, and that's when I was becoming a little bit more interested in music production. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't really do anything special in that class. It was kind of just dragging and dropping like right. Apple loops. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, were you guys using like GarageBand and stuff like that? Yeah. And then, and then I would, but then I would go online and find like random loops mm-hmm. on the internet and dragging and dropping into GarageBand. Yeah. And I made some of my first stuff like that. Actually, the first album that I ever put out was in high school. It's called, it was called Making Burgers. Nice. <laughs> and it's still it's still somewhere yeah. on the internet. Oh, I'm gonna find oh it. Man. I'm gonna find Were it. Were you tonight. going by Flaming Ghosts then too? Yeah. And so like, there's an album cover of me like with an afro, like holding a burger. <laughs> it's called Making Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So tell so. tell the people, I'm sure a lot of people out there listening to this interview know how you got your name, but for the people who don't know. Yeah, I have to answer this question all the time. Okay, so I'm sure everybody yeah. knows this. Yeah. But, yeah, Flaming Ghosts, it comes from a freestyle frisbee move that my dad invented. Nice. What is, What exactly is it? It's like a reverse spinning catch on okay. one leg. 
and supposed to yeah jd's doing it right now <laughs> i wish you guys room. could see this <laughs> that's amazing yeah. it's kind of it's kind of yeah. like that jd you're it's so amazing. flexible i don't know look at that <laughs> <laughs> but like the flamingo because you're doing it on one leg it's supposed to resemble a flamingo yeah. and then because you're reverse spinning that means an osis so flamingosis gotcha that's what the name means tight that's and awesome. when you how did you come up with that i mean obviously <coughs> it was your dad's move but like when did you decide to adopt that as a moniker man a while ago like 10 years ago damn, damn. so you were yeah. still in high school probably mm -hmm. nice that's wild yeah. Dude, when I um I made the announcement that I was gonna be joining y'all on the show, I said big flame and Hamilton's coming, y'all. <laughs> and JD hits me up and he's like, he's like, you know it's like a flamingo and not flaming. And I'm like, damn, I wish I would have known that when I bought your t-shirt with a flamingo on it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I was coming. totally kidding, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> but big flamingo Hamilton doesn't work and gigantic flaming hamilton sounds even worse anyway <laughs> but it sounds a little bit more it sounds a little bit more accurate so we just went with big flame and hamilton and i'm definitely going to introduce myself as that tonight okay <laughs> i'm excited for yeah, the I'm show tonight, man. i'm excited for the show have you ever played uh minneapolis before yeah actually i just did this this will be my third time oh nice okay last time i was here was in february with emancipator oh nice okay and That's then before right. and then before that i also played skyway a while ago with thriftworks okay okay nice. where was it i somebody told me you played at the this place called the fine line in oh maybe it was right? the fine line actually. was that maybe with emancipator last time oh yeah that would yeah that might have been the, emancipator. I love then, the fine line yeah. wait jd it was skyway the first or no the, the loft. loft okay oh, okay i'm really i'm i'm not very good with venue names it's okay you don't need to be yeah. i think it was 2015 they have no shit yeah. wow it's cool man well we're glad to have you back i've talked to a lot of people they're really stoked to see you tonight uh, yeah, i'm excited like minneapolis yeah good, people good are really like all about in. this vibe i mean a lot of people sleep on minneapolis but it's a cool city i heard it sold out too tonight yeah, that's what I heard too. At me. I was oh, it me? Yeah, I heard it's like low ticket warning. Oh, is it? Yeah, somebody like just hit me up and they're like, "What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Tickets sold out?" And it's like, "Yeah, dude, that sucks. We only announced the show three months ago, but that's a real." <laughs> well, I was hoping to. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got to deal with this JD's too. JD's probably gonna give me the go the gold chain tonight. Yeah. What does that mean? It means mean, like if you sold out, you gotta bring the gold out. You gotta bring the gold out. Okay, <laughs> so I like give that. me the gold chain. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Whenever that happens. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It'll totally sell out. I still got to find my ticket. So I thought I thought you're going to be able to guess. Oh, I can put you on the guest list if you want. For sure. If oh, you have man. space available, nice. for sure. They were yeah. being real stingy with me. You hear yeah, me? Only, Do you, you hear me, Ryan Quella? Yeah, stingy you only got like two. Because <laughs> I asked you when you announced it if I could get on the list. And I'm you're just like, kidding. Yeah, no I know problem. it's not actually Skyway, but you know. I just sent my list in regardless. I was like, I didn't see your email. Here's my people. Thanks. But anyway. That's what it is. Tight though, yeah. Uh, we got a table tonight, actually, so you don't have to stand in the sardine can if you don't want. You can come hang out at our table and drink our tequila. Oh, sweet! Yeah, tequila. tequila. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't want to deal with all those people. 
Me neither, man. We're so spoiled now. The, the, the last time I had to stand in an actual crowd was at Jamiroquai, and I was, that was a cranky fun, bitch. That was so fun. <laughs> I was so yeah. mad. This stupid six foot seven idiot was standing right in front of me the whole damn time. And then you, I like, it, there was literally thousands of people in there. So going to get a beer and finding your people again was like not going to happen. Nah. So I was totally sober, and people were stepping on me and sweating on me and standing in front of me. And all I could think of is, oh my God, I'm such a spoiled bitch right now, but all <laughs> I want to do is not be in here anymore but i put up with it and jamiroquai was, they were was awesome yeah they're great this one lady almost tried to kill me though i tried what? to like get past her and i had like turned around and said sorry i think i had nudged her like by accident and she's like keep walking bitch and i was like wow <laughs> and i turned around and i was like well i'm sorry and she's like don't fucking talk to me and i was like holy <laughs> shit it just reminded me too this weekend when I was flying out of Austin, this lady was having a total bitch fit at TSA because they put her stuff through and then they're like, We need to rescreen this one bag again, ma'am. We need to run it through. And she just had a total freak out. She just started screaming, like, You guys, this is fucking ridiculous and y'all fucking know it. Uh. She was like, You're gonna screen my shit again. This is some bullshit. And they were like, Ma'am, please be quiet. She's like, You shut the fuck up. You don't tell me what to do. Damn. And I was like, Jesus, That's I almost to wanted to start filming airport. it. I really <laughs> wish I had, but I, I worried that if she looked at me, <laughs> since she knew that I was doing that, I didn't want to be involved. You don't want to face a wrath. Like going through uh, security, I've, they, they have to like run my stuff through a second time all the time. Really? really? Do you have pre-check? No. Oh, like, dude, get it together. Yeah. Get some pre-check in your life. It's amazing. All I don't the, have to take uh, out anything, take my shoes off. I don't have to do anything anymore. Like it's all your amazing. hardware and stuff, like your gear they have to run through? You say like Yeah, twice? sometimes. I had like a lot of my guitar pedals like had to get get run through like twice. They always get checked. And I always get stuck behind the person who like has never flown before and is like baffled that their stuff is getting searched because they broke all the rules. And so I'm just like, I just need my like guitar pedals to get wiped down to make sure they're not a bomb, which yeah. they're not. But like, that's what flags it off. Yeah, and then like I'm stuck behind the person. I made of the anime guy with the butterfly and be like my DJ gear. Yeah. And he'd be like, is this a bomb? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And it's like, I'm always stuck behind that person who's like, hasn't flown for 15 years. And they're just so clueless. So they literally have to go through everything. And then they're like having a chat with the TSA guy. And I'm like, oh my god, I got places to be. Just fucking swipe my shit so I can like prove to you it's not a fucking bomb. Dude, that makes me think of that bit that Beth Stelling does about TSA and how they're like the greatest performance act of all time. And she's like, last time I was there, I brought a gallon of milk with me. And then when we went through, they're like, offer me up a little scenario. They're like, okay, <laughs> do you want to drink this? Do you want to throw it away? Or do you want to send it to yourself? So I open <laughs> it up it. and I just send chug it. the send two it. gallons send of milk right in front Ew. of their faces and then I speed barf it into the trash can. <laughs> Dude, I always offer people... Oh. I always offer people at work like a bet that I'll give them five bucks if they chug the rest of a bottle, but they can't puke. Nobody's ever taken me up on it. Because five bucks sucks, dude. Jesus. <laughs> it's good. It's five bucks. Hey, it's a lose-lose. No, it's not. They win, They have five bucks and they're drunk. What? That's a win-win <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. All right, well, I'm going to make you on, do that soon. Oh, I won't person. do it. I, there's a bunch of half bottles on my fridge right now. I'll give you five bucks if you chug one right here on the podcast. But if I puke, I don't get the five bucks. That's Yeah, the okay, well, don't puke then. I'm not going to do that. I don't like that rule. We're not doing it I don't it like now? that deal. No, I'm well, not going to do See that. how shitty that deal is now? Well, I told you, nobody's taking me up on it. So, anyway. <laughs> you know, it's like guys with anal. It's like, well, you got to try too. Anyway. I don't know about that. Oh, snap. <laughs> 
friends. If I'm going to try, you got you got to try. This is the grossest thing. And we're talking about pegging. It's cool. Anyway, so, so moving on. Dude, so what you, you guys you guys got this quick tour and tonight we're we're in Minneapolis and this is like the sixth night, I believe you said of your tour. This is the fifth. Fifth night. Okay. So. And w- when is the tour done? When are you able to head home? November. Well, last show is November eighteenth. I'm flying 18th. out the the day after. Right on. And you guys are heading out west from here, moving further west. Damn, I forget where we're playing tomorrow. Dude, I hear that so <laughs> it's hard. A, it's a hard. People act like I'm like crazy or an idiot that I don't know where I'm playing like every day of the month or whatever, and and like that I don't know when my flight is coming in to Denver in four months, like ten shows from now or like whatever. People will be like, "How do you not know when you're flying in?" It's like, are you serious? I can't even like keep this one day together right now. I think I think we got I think we got either like Indiana or Nebraska tomorrow. Nebraska, huh? Nebraska yeah, yeah, Nebraska, yeah, Nebraska. Omaha. Cleveland, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So Midwest. Nice. Yeah, then Midwest, and then we're moving down south. Okay, cool. Are y'all at the intersection in GR? Yeah. Shoot! Oh, yeah. Shout out to Chad Verway. Uh, I love the intersection. Where in Nebraska are you guys at, JD Lincoln? Uh, Lincoln. Okay, oh, Lincoln. cool. We played in Omaha last time we were in Nebraska. We? Yeah, yeah, at Vega. It was actually a pretty was cool little That club. was Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we played in Lincoln. Never mind. It was. Uh, they were all on spring break. I've so actually never, I mean? I've, I don't know. I've never been to Nebraska before. It's really beautiful if you like corn. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome if you like really flat nothing. <laughs> I've been it's, to North Dakota before. It's it's probably the it's same thing. It's almost as cool, yeah. but more corn. It reminds me <laughs> a lot of my first girlfriend. It's just kind of flat and boring. Oh, (laughs) an ex-girlfriend is like an okay movie it was okay at the time but i never want to see it again yeah especially if the movie was kind of a bitch i have to say no when nebraska is kind of boring i've driven through it a few times just driving out to colorado or just driving wherever and it is a boring just flat straight highway for like four hours yeah but if you stop in to omaha or lincoln i was pleasantly surprised with lincoln when we went there it's a college town. It's a it's a huge college community. They had good sushi. Yeah, it was actually a really cool. Oh, city. It was pretty sushi. cool city. There's pretty a cool sushi city. spot right in downtown. I don't know where y'all are at. Probably downtown. Yeah, it's pretty bomb. It's in campus area. But yeah, my girlfriend and I were like sushi fanatics. Nice. Like, like do you like traditional style or are you like specialty roll like maki sauce it up? Oh, style? we love like maki. Me too. Yeah. I love that shit. I want it like American. traditional I or it. like crazy. You just love crazy fixins, you know. Yeah, I'm down with the crazy. I like the deep fried rolls, dude. Yeah. I oh those. yeah, I those love, ones are like yeah. the secret rolls, like the lobster yeah. extravaganzas, yeah. Mm-hmm. or like um the like Kobe beef. Yes, like they have like steak sushi. Something. Yeah, so good. Damn. God damn, I, I don't want I'm sushi. Down with it. I want a taco sushi roll, taco roll, something. a taco roll. Yeah, I've, wow, I've never that's seen one. some fusion right there. Never seen one. I want it. <laughs> JD's thinking as he's if he's ever seen one. He hasn't. No, nope. he hasn't. <laughs> everybody New thing out there. Any sushi chefs listening yeah, to this? Yeah, make us we have a, lot a of... taco roll. The fat people have spoken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that on the office, dude? Yes, I love that show. <laughs> what do we want? Pies. When do we want them? Pies. <laughs> <laughs> have you peeped out that new show, Disenchantment, from the Futurama people? Are you a Futurama person? I've watched a little bit. I'm not like a loyal me either. Follower. Me either. Devin would kill us. Right I've now. seen I've seen like <laughs> advertisements for it. 
Yeah. I haven't. For the disenchantment one? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I've kind of just been watching a lot of anime. Oh, nice. Dude, crunchy okay. roll. The new uh, oh, nice. Castlevania anime came out on uh, Netflix. I saw that. I haven't been really watching it, though. I've been watching My Hero Academia. That's okay. a really good one. Is it? I'm not a huge anime guy, but like that Castlevania one, I like was locked into that. I spent like four hours watching the whole new season the other night. Paul really yeah, likes that one, what is it, One Man Punch or something? Oh, One Punch Man. One Punch Man. Yeah. yeah. They're finally coming out with a second season. Nice. It's been, it's been a while. for all of you. <laughs> for all of us anime fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw this thing the other day, though, that was like a bunch of people like shaking hands, like agreeing on something. And it was like people who watch anime, people who don't watch anime, people who hate anime. And then like they were all like people who make fun of people that watch anime. They're all, <laughs> all just making hands. fun of themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. makes fun of people that watch anime, even people that love anime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. No subs, bro. Is that it? being said, anime is awesome. Yeah. I love it. What's your favorite one? What would you recommend to your fans to watch? Well, definitely One Punch Man because it's out of all of the a lot out of a lot of anime series, that's probably like the easiest to get into because there's only one season. And you could probably run through it in a day. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I don't know, if you're watching something like One Piece or Dragon Ball Z, that you're that's that's pretty extensive. I think yeah. One Piece, they're on like they have over a thousand episodes Holy at this shit. point. What? It just keep I, I stopped watching it that because it's like it, South Park to me. Like I've never watched it because it's yeah. like so many. Yeah, but like One Piece, spots. it's like it's like an ongoing story. So, so you, you have to, to like go from. It's f- like a soap opera, probably, of like anime. This never it's, ending. It's, if you want to watch that, you really have to like get yeah. locked in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's intense. Yeah. I've uh, just never. People are always astonished that I don't know every South Park reference because I feel like our people in our generation have everyone seen it but me, it feels like. Yeah, but it just seems like watched, too far gone at this point. I can't start it now. I'll have. I'll never. I feel ha- like I've watched like bits and pieces of it throughout yeah. my life, but not. I've never really sat down and. I feel like I would literally die before I could of, watch all of it. Yeah, I, it's pretty good. I don't know, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's a, but it's a type of show where <laughs> you don't. Ha- there's no storyline to it. You can just watch a random episode. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Whereas, um, like, if you're watching Dragon Ball, you can't. Yeah, you can't you really do that. You have to. So I imagine, kind of deviating here from our Netflix and anime talk, I imagine that you're always, you know, you're kind of a prolific producer for the last four years or five years since I've been listening to you. You always probably are working on some new stuff. Do you have anything new, even though you just released Flight Fantastic recently here? Do you have anything new in the works? Yeah, I have a lot of unreleased music. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you planning on releasing it, organizing it, or is that mm-hmm. an afterthought at this point? I mean, I just have like a lot of stuff just sitting yeah. on my laptop. Now I just got to figure out how I'm going to put it out. Right. But I'm also I'm also working on an R&B album oh, with this singer named Echio Robo. Okay. He's from Jersey as well. Okay. He's a really good singer. That's baller. I'm super excited for that. When is it? Do you have a timeline on that at all? Or I, I, I don't guess. know, but I think that that's the next... That's the next thing. That's the next thing. Probably. Cool. Hell yeah. It'll be something different. It's, it'll be songs instead of 
just beats just beats and samples and stuff like that that's cool so how are you like how have you found that your production background making beats and and grabbing samples has that inspired a lot of i mean because obviously a lot of the samples that you grab are old soul r&b type stuff has that inspired a lot of your songwriting going into this project so are we going to expect like more of a throwback type r&b type sound that you have kind of in your production right now into this new project or is it going to be more of like a modern type of a it'll definitely be more modern i feel like i mean i don't know i'm not i'm not even like trying to brag but like we're, yeah. we we just want to make something that that's like super different mm-hmm. and unique so i think i think we're on our way to doing that cool but it's kind of like do you know do you know like no worries with knowledge and anderson pack like that album i, I haven't listened to that I haven't, it's kind of inspired by that and then i don't know we're we're inspired by like other artists like sade oh sure and even even like vaporwave sure type, type stuff cool so I we're know that. you know you know megan yeah I know yeah that. So trying to Simpsons wave, what were you calling? The <laughs> Simpsons wave, but it's all the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. What JD? Anime wave. Anime wave. It's all. <laughs> it's expanded into all that stuff, but yeah, that's that's super cool, man. I always think like people pushing the boundaries on R and B and soul needs to happen more often. I think of one person, kind of in more modern times, that's really done an effective job. Is that of that is uh, D'Angelo, kind of adding his yeah. own. Oh man, I saw him three years ago, with the Quest with Questlove, with the Vanguard. Oh, with the Vanguard. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I saw that same tour that came through Minneapolis. Yeah, that was that was definitely still the best show I've ever seen, it was ever. Really, it was really fucking good. He's so good. His band is so tight too. Yeah, yeah. I saw him on that tour, and then I saw him the year before when he was kind of like coming out of. Not retirement, but he was like hiatus. Hiatus, yeah. And he did a show with Questlove, and it was just kind of like improv type stuff. And that was, I thought at the time that was a really cool show and one of like my top three shows. Uh, and then with the Vanguard a year later was, I have to agree, it was better. It was so tight, so fucking cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I had to pee so bad. I remember I got there. We were me and my friend Mandy were the seventh people in line at First Ave, and we got like front row. Like middle spots, I had to pee Damn. so bad, but I held it like the whole show because <laughs> I didn't want to like leave that spot. Dude, that is literally the worst. Yeah, it's like when I had to pee in the line for Jamiroquai, and it was literally like one mile long outside. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "What do what do like?" I'm like, yeah. "What Probably do like I do?" Thousands of people there. And stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, and like dude, the I, I mean, like, like four people blocks, could hold my spot, but and... also we are in the middle of downtown San Francisco, which is like Metro AF. Where are you right. going to go pee? What right. has an open bathroom? Like I had to run it. I had to literally run like four blocks to the closest bar because it was. We were also at like Centennial Park or whatever, so just like literally nothing anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I had to run four blocks to go pee in this bar, and then run blo- four blocks back only to re- only for them to literally get in the door like right 10 when you were done. seconds yeah. before I got back in. Yeah, line as with soon them. as you left the line, they opened the doors and the line started like moving it real fast. It was dumb as hell. Yeah. <laughs> And all I sound is just like a big cunt about my Jamiroquai experience, but they were really good. Hey, you can't use that word. <laughs> yes, I can. Nope. Um, well, I have no. one. I can say it if I want. All right. Okay. Can I say it? 
Um, no. Okay. You guys can probably just bleep it out <laughs> post production. Oh, I do all those post production bleeps out, bleep outs. Beep you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, guys, it's it's four oh five. You guys, I know you guys got to get ready. Yeah, um, we got to go sound check. Yeah, get your sound check on yeah. and get on with your day. Grab some food yeah, or whatever. So what's, so what's coming up that you want to plug, yo? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean the new probably new music from me and Echo Robo. And I don't know. I have like a lot of stuff that I'm sitting on. Mm-hmm. So cool. It'll all come out in due time. I don't know where, but you could most likely find it on SoundCloud because the majority of my music is on SoundCloud. For sure. And Bandcamp. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of... I always get the notifications when you release new stuff on Bandcamp and I always toss you like money and download that shit right away. So underrated. It's like, could you you upgrade your user interface though, please? Because it's looked like that since (sighs) Windows 95 was out. But but I love you because you can donate, you can sell merch, you can do so many things. Dude, it's seriously the GeoCities of the music. The what? GeoCities. I guess I kind of proved my point. I don't even know what you're talking about. GeoCities like... Like a map quest. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like MapQuest. Same thing. GeoCities <laughs> was like a Yahoo-based thing where you could, people could make their own websites Ask and they all Jeeves. look generic. It's like the yeah. Ask Jeeves of yeah, exactly. streaming platforms. But yeah. I love it. <laughs> yep, yep. Cool. So this is going to be coming out next Friday, November 9th. So people in the South, you got about another 10 days to check out the Flamingos' big G tour. So make sure when you listen to this, if you if he's coming to your city, these guys are coming to your city. Go check it out. That's to- totally worth it. Come through. Come through. Cool. And then we'll be looking for the new R&B album. We're looking for the new other releases of all the stuff that you've been sitting on. The new whatever. The news whatever's. Yeah. Coming out. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Aaron, for joining us again. We really appreciate this. It's been a treat. And a good look at your show tonight, man. I'll be there. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for hanging out, man. I'll see you on stage right before you. <laughs> Let's get it. Hey, Megan, good luck yeah. to you, too. I'll oh, be, thanks, I'll be dickhead. There. I'll be there. I'm just chopped yeah, I'm liver over here. I'm excited to see here. you set. Thanks, never, never seen you Dude, play before. Same. I'm super excited. So I saw you uh, at Cervantes one time for Lewis, before Louis the Child. Oh, I saw you. We were there. Yeah. Oh, he's really drunk. I played that, too. We've already played together. Have we We met? were on the other side. What the fuck? We were on the other side. Oh, wow. So that, was a, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. That was Sonic Bloom. That was three years ago. Mm-hmm. It was three. I think it was two. No, that was I, no, I that was three was years three ago, Megan. That's when we were doing our West Coast tour when we first started listening to it because it was with Louis the Child was, I think, the headlining act in the main yeah, room. The and main then room. you were direct support. And Chloe was there and Alicia was there. we were playing with that Troy. Was, that, I think that, was that was three years ago. I think ago that was sure. the first time that, that I played at Cervantes. Yeah, me too. And I, that you're totally right because Troy is the one that introduced me to Scott. Yep. So shout yep. out to Scott and Serves. And Troy. All those people rule. And Wait, Troy, Elliot, Dr. Troy. Elliot Lip was also there. Oh, yeah. Really? I've known Elliot and, for a hot-ass minute, too. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like every time you play in Denver, like it doesn't even matter who's actually playing. You're going to see like 30 artists yeah. in the green room. Yep. Like, what are you doing here? Yep, nonstop. <laughs> anyway. Cool. It's, like right, league, it's like a league of heroes. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justice League. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Let's kill it. Thanks, Aaron. Really appreciate it. Oh, uh, He's got such a hella busy schedule right now. It's like they maybe get like a day off, he said. Like every seven days or eight days, they get like one day off. 
and they're touring pretty hard for like the next month. Yeah, that so, stuff's exhausting. Exhausting. He is a champ though, killing it. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, great. if you haven't uh, peeped his stuff yet, I'm sure Got most it. of y'all that are here have Got heard of him because that's why you're listening to this. But yeah, I mean, he's one of my go-tos. Yeah, him and Brandon, um, bureaucratic. That's basically, Stuff's and so and then good. if I'm like, if I'm picking music on the TV, I'll go to like Chilled Cow, you know, but like those are my yeah. three top right now. If I'm like trying to get illustration work done or like yep. do anything basically. And it's, me, it's the type of music you put just on. just kicking with people. Everybody likes it. Even if they never heard it, they'll be like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Like that time you put it on at your patio at uh, Lynn 65. Time. I put Guggen's and Flamingosis on all the oh, time. Oh yeah, Guggen's. How can we forget about Guggen's? Uh, because I think it... It's just the kind of music that makes people hungry and thirsty. So I was getting a lot of I was getting a lot of good tips out on the patio. That's hilarious. That's my secret weapon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Keep making it, guys, because you're making us hungry and thirsty. Killing it. Killing it. Anyway. anyway. All right. Well, yeah. I think we're pretty much done, though, on oh. this episode of GR Pizzle. Keep it cool. Keep it groovy. And we'll resume this podcast in a couple weeks. No, we're going to be back next week. As soon as you are groove. We're coming back next week. We're doing two back to back. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, mystery guest next week. Woo. Mystery guest every week. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Peace.